let me ask you, do you move well, eat well, and sleep well? Do you feel that modern medicine is looking out for your best interest? Do you know how to take care of your body so you can stay pain-free and in the activities you love? Do you know what options you have? If not, that's a problem, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Trevor Folker, and welcome to the Green Bay Health Project Podcast. The Green Bay Health Project Podcast is sponsored by Movement, Performance, and Rehabilitation, where we help the athletes and active adults move better, perform better, stay pain-free, and in the sports and activities that they love. We do this by focusing on their movements and optimizing their mobility, stability, and strength. Your body is your greatest tool, and when you move better, you feel better, and you thrive. So head to movementgb.com, that's mvmtgb.com, to learn how we can help you stay active and pain-free for life. going on guys it's uh trevor with the green bay health project podcast and today we've got a little different um episode it's it's the first day of march which is well not at the time that we're talking about this but um when this is dropping it's the march 1st which is the start of national athletic training month so i mean i'm an athletic trainer and uh we have a dope student who's doing her last rotation with us um She's in the master's program at UWGB um, for athletic training. So we have Emily Keister joining us, and uh, we're just going to chat about kind of what she's gone through, what her experience is. Can't say anything bad because I guarantee you people are going to be listening, so watch what you say. (laughs) Um, But it'll be cool. Um, So Emily, thanks for taking time on your unexpected day off to to chat. Yeah. So I guess just a little bit of background about my schooling and education. Um, I started my undergrad um, at UWGB, uh, majoring in human biology with an emphasis in exercise science. Um, And I kind of went into that knowing that I wanted to do something with exercise, but but I wasn't really sure like in what manner I wanted to go forward with that. Um, So I ended up graduating with that and was accepted to go into physical therapy um, doctorate school at Concordia in St. Paul. Um, and that? so what year was that? Um, 2020. Oh, nice. So the summer of 2020, I was about to um, move out to Minnesota and pursue my doctorate. And then um, things kind of just had fallen through. Um, and in talking with one of my old professors, who is actually now my program director, he was just kind of explaining to me all the different things that you could do with athletic training, which I wasn't aware of at the time. And I had shadowed athletic trainers, but um, it hadn't really been in a setting other than athletics. Um, and so in talking with him, he was kind of just explaining to me the different options that athletic trainers have and um, really just the main difference within the profession is um, athletic trainers focus more on like that athletic or active population, Um, physical therapists, you know, it's just a little bit different setting, but in talking with him, it kind of sounded like athletic training was a good fit for me. Um, And I kind of rerouted myself and ended up starting my master's program in the summer of 2021. Mm -hmm. So it was a pretty quick turnaround. 
That's about like nine months. Yeah. Nice. So nice. And you graduate. So like you graduate this year, like May mm-hmm. with the, the degree will be masters of athletic training, right? Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's, that's cool. And, um, I mean, obviously the, the schooling is a bit different than it was when I graduated um, with my undergrad, my bachelor's in athletic training, because now everything is um, a master's degree and it's typically two years, right? So you, um, so what is that, what's like the past two years looked like for you? What's some of that coursework layout like? Yeah. So um... in my mind, I'm thinking like, shit, four years was a lot of work. Like, I can't imagine two years. Yeah. So um, with having, like, my exercise science degree, it really wasn't focused on athletic training at all. Like, it was very broad. Um, I did have, like, one injury prevention, that Mm. kind of class in my undergrad, but I didn't really have anything focused to athletic training. So in starting the program, it was basically, like, all new things for me. Um, So in that summer, it's very course intensive um we have like a cadaver lab a research class and then we get right into like the foundations of athletic training um and then starting that fall which would have been fall of 2021 for me we started our first clinical rotation um along with coursework um and so the first fall spring and fall of the program which is three semesters, are um, clinical rotations and then coursework. And then the final semester, which is the semester I'm in now, is full clinical immersion, um, basically like a full-time job where you're working with an athletic trainer to get that clinical experience. So, And then along the way, it's just been um, coursework-wise, it's just been learning evaluation, learning treatments, research. We're working on a critically appraised topic research, which um, I'm able to submit for publication if I would like to at the end of um, my schooling. Um, So just kind of a variety of different skills that you need as an athletic trainer. And those courses are basically focused on those skills. Nice. So like you're working like a full-time job right now, you said? Um, Where are you doing that at? (laughs) <laughs> with you of course Hell yeah um and what are you learning what's what's like the biggest takeaway you've had so far better mm. get the right answer um i would say just learning that what you learn in school is not always what's going to be applied <laughs> to the real world oh. so in school you learn um you know just the basics but um in the real clinical setting, you just learn that it's much more elaborate than just what you learn in school. Hmm. So um, I would say school, we just learn like basic techniques, but you just really broaden your horizons once you get to that clinical setting and you're working with a variety of different patients, you know, in class, you're really just treating or learning on two other individuals. So you just get a lot more diversity in that aspect when you get into the clinical aspect of things. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say just different treatment techniques, different exercises, just really like broadening what I learned in the classroom. Yeah. Cool. I was just expecting you to say that DMX is the best rapper. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I guess that too. It's nice to have a clinical rotation where 
I'm not only learning just athletic charity things, I'm <laughs> learning real life things as well. So that's right. been great. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are, so you, you kind of talked about um, the importance of the rotations because it's not necessarily just like in a controlled setting, like in class, like obviously you learn a skill set in class, but then having to apply it is, uh, I mean, in my opinion, the most important part, but along right. with like the critical thinking aspect is, I think is massive because um, it's not just textbook answers anymore. It's it's like you really have to put pieces together because you're working with people that are looking to you to help them either get back to sport or just get back to some certain specific activity, which I yeah. think is cool. Right. I completely agree with that. I think, um, you know, you can know something in the classroom or you can know what a muscle does or where it inserts, but it's really like important to know how to apply that. So you can know the information, but it's just like a whole different animal once you get into the real world setting and having to apply all this information that you just learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think one of the coolest, like as I was going through school and like with some of my rotations and then afterwards and stuff too, like I don't necessarily think people understand what the skill set of an athletic trainer all encompasses. So like, I mean, you think post-op ACL, like we can literally take them from day one post-op to six, eight, seven, eight months um, back to activity and like be the main source the whole time. And like obviously catastrophic stuff. I mean, you think of, uh, I think his name is, uh, God, I hope I don't get this wrong. Denny Kellington from uh, Buffalo who just yeah. I mean, that put a lot of notice of what athletic trainers are capable of um, in the media, which is, it's unfortunate that it takes stuff like that to happen. But at the same time, like, it's cool because that's what we can do. Like, that's what we're capable of. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think a lot of times athletic trainers are just seen as individuals in athletics working with athletes, but the profession itself is just so much more than that. Um, You know, we have skills in like acute and emergency care. We're trained in rehabilitation, um, all different aspects of various treatments and stuff like that, that are just overlooked, I feel like, as our profession. What are some of those Um, things that are overlooked, in your opinion? I don't know. Personally, for me, I think I didn't really foresee athletic trainers as individuals who could work in a clinical setting or Mm -hmm. in an industry or even in hospitals. They have athletic trainers employed in hospitals and um, they're like the government employs athletic trainers for injury rehab, just so many different things that athletic trainers can do that I feel like are not well known or, and I myself didn't know these things. Um, And so I don't know, the profession itself is just really taking off and it's broadening as a whole, I guess I would say. Yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, you think of some of the modalities and and whatnot, like, I'm sure you use them more than I have used them in the past handful of years, but I mean, stuff like ultrasound, stim, like those are like fancy things. But then I think, I think the cooler part is being able to do a full out eval, find out what's wrong with somebody and come up with a full course like of action to get them back to doing the things. Like to to me, that's what it's, that's what it's all about is. And like some of my, my interests are, are, putting puzzle pieces all together and getting a full picture um 
and then walk helping people just get back to doing all the things they they want to do. I think that's the best part. A lot of, I mean, I'm sure you're in the same boat. Like, uh, we care a lot. <laughs> like, we're, yeah. Right. Typically, most I mean, I can't speak for all, but most athletic trainers got into it because they had some desire to help people um, kind of live a healthier, more fulfilled life. So it's just cool what we can do. Yeah, um, I completely agree. And going off of that, I think you'll, we always hear like preceptors or clinicians say, you know, you have these tools in your tool belt that you can use to help people. But I think one of the greatest ones is what we can do ourselves. Um, so you, like you mentioned, all of the modalities that can be used, um, stim, ultrasound, massage, all of those things. But it's really, for me, what can you come up with and make them as most functional as possible? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of my experience working with you guys at MVMT is um, like coming up with those exercises, allowing people to be independent and how can they better themselves outside of the clinic and then we can progress on that while we're in the clinic. Yeah. So I think that's one of the coolest things. Yeah, I I totally agree. And we were just talking to somebody and I said this to him as well. Like um, it's empowering. Like you go in, I don't know, traditional PT or care or whatever it is. And it's like three days a week for, x amount of weeks for x amount of time where there's a lot of hand holding and like we don't necessarily need to do that because if we keep people kind of progressing and empower them to realize like hey we're your tour guide but like just kind of do what's best for you and you're gonna get better like it's it's a cool skill set it's it's a cool skill set but i think empowering people is pretty dope that's a cool thing yeah I definitely agree with you on that. And um, like you said, having that limited amount of visits or sessions with the people and getting them as independent as they can be outside, I think is just very something very unique to what your practice does. Because in traditional rehab settings, you know, they are seeing patients two, three times a week. And like you said, kind of holding their hand. So I think that's something that's very unique about your practice. Yeah. Um, what were some of the other clinical rotations you've, you've done and what did they look like? Like, what were you doing? What was your role with them? Yeah. So, um, I have been working with athletic trainers at two local high schools. So I was at Notre Dame high school and then Green Bay East as well. Um, and those were more rotations where I was like covering events, um, and going to practices and helping with that kind of stuff. So it was more acute things where I would see on the field or like covering a football game or a basketball game. Um, And then a little bit of rehab with the athletes as well, like after school. But in that setting, it's just um, very fast paced because there are so many students that need treatment. And so um, I guess I would say it was more so the coverage side of things and taping as well. Um, And then I've also had rotations with St. Norbert. Uh, I was working with their football team and their basketball team. Um, So that as well was a lot of um, game coverage focused and rehab treatment and taping as well. 
Um, and then I worked with UWGB men's basketball in last spring. And that was more so treatment-based. Um, I covered a few games, but I would see a lot of the athletes in their athletic training clinic that they have at UWGB. Um, and so I would work with them on injury recovery evaluations and stuff like that. Um, and then one other clinic or one other rotation, excuse me, that I had was at um, Bellin Health's Title Towns Walking Clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like a free injury walking clinic um, where people can go to for evaluations to see if there um, is something else that the athletic trainers themselves can do for an injury or if they need a referral to the doctor. So that's just kind of like the first point of contact for patients in a suspected injury. Um, and so I worked there with a few athletic trainers focusing more on the evaluation process of things. So, and then now of course I'm working with you guys at movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are. Um, (laughs) what, uh, so you kind of, I mean, you've worked with a wide range, oh man, voice just cracked. You work with a wide range of, (laughs) um, different athletes in different populations. What, does like what's some of the differences that you experience as like an athletic trainer in those settings or even an athletic training student like football compared to basketball those two compared to high school like what are some of the the differences and what were some of your favorite parts what'd you get to do yeah I think um differences in sport um more so like with football it was just a lot more like equipment based, you know, they have all their equipment that goes into the aspect of treatment, like that? on field. Um, did I check it myself? Do did you guys were you, was that a role for the athletic trainers? Was it equipment checks, safety? Um, at the high school, yes, mm-hmm. but in at St. Norbert, no. Okay. So at least I personally did not get to do it at St. Norbert. Um, mm-hmm. and I I think they have an equipment manager for that. Okay. But um, just more equipment-based in the sense, like, you know, if someone gets hit, hit in the head, you have to think about their helmet and all of the different aspects that go into getting that helmet off yeah. um, just so you can evaluate an injury, right? So um, just much more, a lot different in the sense it's more contact, um, different injuries, in that sense versus like basketball the injuries were more so you know like a bloody nose or like an elbow to the face type of a thing not as much contact i would say um and in terms of setting um college versus high school i would say the biggest difference i've noticed is that the at the college level you have that time where you can sit down and work with the athletes you're able to get a lot more rehab in, which then I feel you're able to better address injuries. Um, whereas, like I previously mentioned in the high school setting, you're just so fast paced. You just need to help as many people as you can, basically, in a short amount of time. So I feel like it's not as focused on like the rehab as it is just doing and helping the athletes get by so that they can get better to get back to sport. So those are the main differences I noticed between those two settings. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd agree. I mean, I worked in the high school setting my first year um, out of college. And then obviously um, I did a lot, some PRN stuff and then worked in the college setting for five years. And uh, I mean, they're totally spot on. I think 
but I, th- I think that's what's cool about you know something else that we're able to do like high school like you said it's fast paced but we can rule in or rule out a significant injury quick and know if it's appropriate for referral and get them on the best path um, quickly, especially in the high school setting. And then obviously I think they're looking out for the good and the health of the athlete is top priority. Kind of like I said, like looking out for anything that needs to be addressed right away. Um, that might be emer- medical emergency or fracture break type thing that needs immediate attention or like hey let's get you going on some like more foundational rehab skills and then we'll take a closer look later on like the college totally spot on like um obviously pre-practice post-practice chaotic i mean you got everybody coming through for rehab new evals for some reason they'd be like coming in 15 minutes before practice like hey i hurt my knee yesterday like can you look at it like bro no (laughs) not yet (laughs) um not right now but uh you do have more time like i would I would schedule people kind of during the day if they needed a little bit more attention and work on it that way. Um, but again, that go that goes to show like the skill set. Like it's a triage type position where you can take care of things quickly, do a quick assessment, make a quick call. Um, and you can also walk through a full plan of care. Like it's it's cool, especially on the emergency side of things. We're I mean, the first line of defense when somebody goes down in the field is an athletic trainer. I mean, you're looking, I remember running out to the field. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, running out to the field sometimes and being like, okay, I saw what happened. Um, already have an idea of what's going on by the time you get out there and kind of assessing what needs to get done before you even get to the athlete. Like that's a pretty powerful skill set to have. Like it's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, and also kind of backpacking off of that, you know, having an athlete go down on the field who's just in, like, excruciating pain, like, you know, unable to really process what just happened to them, and you're kind of there, you're there kind of holding their hand, helping them through the process, like, letting them know that things are going to be okay and that you'll get them the best care that you can get them type of a thing, Um, which I think is something very important as an athletic trainer um that we are basically helping these athletes in the athletic settings um through this injury process through all these things we're there for not only the physical aspect of things but we're also there for mental support um and you really just get to know the athletes and know you know who they are their personalities and um i think that's something really cool about those two settings is that you're seeing them every day so you just really get to know them mm-hmm. um and build that relationship with them yeah i agree that was probably my favorite part especially about being in a college is like you're seeing these people every day and like you start to i mean you start to think of like early conversations and then like you get to know them and it's like oh man now they're just kind of talking to you like you're a friend and those yeah. conversations go all over the place. Yeah, I know. Sometimes they're unfiltered conversations. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely cool getting to know the athletes and just everybody's from different backgrounds. And just, you know, you just meet a diverse group of people. And that's really great about those settings. Yeah, um, for sure. So you you kind of alluded to some of the settings that athletic trainers can work in and obviously it's grown even from the time that I was in school I mean I graduated 2011 I think you weren't born yet but um (laughs) we 
we uh, at that time it was still like um high school and college was the main the main settings and then i mean what i mean it's military it's private it's hospitals it's high schools it's colleges um industrial it's i know i'm missing some but it's definitely grown like yeah and so with that what are you and you know some of the class your other classmates that are graduating what are some of the paths that are kind of being looked at or taken um after graduation yeah um so i kind of went into it wanting to work in a more rehab based setting um so mainly working with like injury rehab um along the way i kind of did grow a strong liking to like the collegiate setting as well so i'm still kind of up in the air but i think i'm leaning more towards wanting to work in a more rehab clinic based setting um I know one of my classmates, she is doing her final rotation with a physician extender. So mm-hmm. athletic trainers can work as physician extenders. Um, they work alongside physicians um, to help with patients. You know, they can be that initial evaluation and then communicate with a doctor about what they think is going on. And it just kind of helps the process for doctors. Um, and so she is doing her final rotation with a physician extender and then she actually gets to go in and watch surgeries as well so they help along alongside all of this so um, that's kind of where she's at and then I know another classmate who's in her first year she wants to go into like professional sports yeah, yeah. Um, and so I know she's working towards that another one of my classmates wants to go into education um, so more so of like teaching kind of like would be my professor she wants to go into like teaching um like a program master's program for athletic training so yeah there's just different routes that we're kind of all taking in our program which is great um that we're all kind of like expanding in different ways that's really cool and you i mean you touched on more settings and i think more key factors of what athletic trainers can do and who they work alongside of like directly alongside physicians and in the surgery rooms and I mean doing physician uh, you just touched on a couple of big important things because I think it's cool also that we can work directly with physicians and like kind of be their go-to for like more orthopedic type stuff which is really cool yeah it definitely is I I did forget to mention I did have a rotation as a with a physician extender as well and when I was at that um rotation a lot of people were thinking that I myself and the athletic trainer working as the physician extender were actually nurses Mm. like they were getting us confused because we would do a lot of the things like take vitals do some evaluation and all that kind of stuff and when we would say no like we're actually athletic trainers they were so surprised by that Mm. and I mean rightfully so because that's not something you would associate athletic trainers doing um, in that clinic setting but I think it's just really cool that our profession has grown into that into and into so many settings and yeah yeah and it's just it continues to grow i think the the trajectory um of athletic training is exciting um i think there's a lot of hurdles that still need to be kind of followed through on or figured out um we won't get into that rabbit hole 
here, but uh, I think there's a lot that still needs to be done, a lot of advocation for the profession um, and kind of helping to promote um, some of those not so well-known options that athletic trainers do have like for career paths. So um, hopefully, I mean, the only way to do that is to keep kind of talking, keep promoting and keep pumping out good stuff. So it's, it's cool. Um, I do have one final question for you. Is there anything else you want us to know, first of all, about you, athletic training, um, anything that we didn't cover? I don't think so. I think we covered most of my education and kind of my experience with the program. And obviously, I'll get a lot more experience going forward. But I think we touched on most of what I've been through with it. So yeah, yeah, I think we we touched on a lot of the important, important sides, just educating like what we're capable of doing from injury evals to full out treatment to taping to being one of my uh, professors used to always say like, Hey, I'm not a psychologist, but you kind of play that role at, at times. Um, especially when it comes mm-hmm. to, to injuries. Um, there was something else I was going to say, but I don't remember anymore. So ready for this? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yes. This past couple of days, you have no idea what's coming. Um, <laughs> What is your definition of an athletic trainer? How would you define it? Didn't see that one coming, did you? No, that's a tough question. Um, I would just say that an athletic trainer is a, I would say like a clinician who works um, with injury prevention, rehabilitation, um, someone who works with individuals to promote their physical health, sometimes even their mental health, um, and someone who is just well equipped with various skills to help um, their patients achieve these things. So like their physical health, their mental health. Um, yeah, just someone who really supports their patients and gets them through the injury process. Nice. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Awesome, Emily. Well, hey, thanks for uh, taking your day off and doing this podcast. It was cool. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, <laughs> and happy Athletic Trainers Month to you. Yeah, you too. Cool, cool. As always, guys, uh, appreciate you listening. We'll talk with you next time. If you would like more information about us at Movement Performance and Rehab, or information on one of our guests, or if you have a contact that would be a good guest for this podcast, please send us an email at info at mvmtgb.com. That's info at movementgb.com.